0: Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. All right, here we go. It's a brand new Flyers Daily for the 16th of December, 2023. First and foremost, Flyers Daily is presented by Ticketmaster. Make more memories live. Second of all, happy 17th birthday to my son, Evan Mertides. Pretty crazy. Happened fast. I remember he was three years old. Given Jeff Carter and Mike Richards high fives as they were entering the ice at Wells Fargo Center. And the Flyers will be entering that ice at Wells Fargo Center coming up this evening when they face off against the Detroit Red Wings. Flyers look to keep it going. Points in seven straight. They are a team right now that uh, is playing really good hockey. Overcame one of the hardest things to overcome in the NHL uh, the other night with that win over the Caps coming off a West Coast road trip, and you can see they had no legs in the beginning of that game. The game was not dialed in, but somehow found a way to get it to overtime, and then the shootout, and once again, Sam Harrison in the shootout gets the victory, and the Flyers grabbed the two points. They've grabbed now five points this year in the shootout and overtimes combined. They have uh, three overtime losses. But they've won two overtime games, and they have three shootout wins. They're three for three uh, in the shootout this season. Pretty remarkable when you consider the Flyers' history when it comes to the shootout. Let's look at Detroit. Uh, Detroit comes in our first look at them this season. 29 games played. They have a record of 15-10-4, 34 points. They're sitting in the fourth spot of the Atlantic Division of the, Metropolitan Com- or the Eastern Conference. Excuse me. Uh, they are plus 13 in goal differential. It's the second highest in their division. And actually the second highest in the conference. The only team with a better goal differential is the Boston Bruins at plus 21. Detroit 5-4-1 in their last 10. Uh, They did lose their last game coming into this one tonight. Who was it against? Who'd they lose to? They lost to Carolina 2-1 in Detroit on Thursday. Prior to that, they beat St. Louis 6-4 last Tuesday. And uh, they had a couple, three straight losses as a matter of fact. One of them an overtime loss against San Jose. 6-5, 6-5, they lost to Ottawa 5-1, and they lost to Dallas 6-3. But uh, they're in Philadelphia today, just a one-game road trip for them. They'll return home coming up on Monday to face the lowly Anaheim Ducks, and it'll be the Flyers and Detroit today. As so we look inside the numbers on Detroit, when you look at points percentage in the NHL, you know it's hard to kind of tell who's who and where, and based on the amount of games played. I mean, for example, Detroit's played 29 games, Flyers have played 29 Tampa Bay has played 31 games, and some teams, including Washington, have only played 26 games. So let's go by points percentage. Where do the Detroit Red Wings rank? 14th in the NHL uh, with a 586 points percentage. Uh, That's just behind the Flyers. Flyers are 13th at .603. When it comes to goal scoring for Detroit, that's not been an issue. They're the second highest scoring team in the league. The only team that scores more is the Vancouver Canucks. And Detroit averaging 3.69 goals per game. But do they give up a lot? That's the question, right? If you, got to, if you score a lot, you can give up a little more. But is that really the hallmark of a good team? Detroit on the season, 18th in goals allowed per games played. 3.24 uh, goals allowed per games played. The Flyers, for example, are 8th in the NHL in that category at 2.72. Power play, well, we know that's going to be better than the Flyers. Flyers is at 10.9%, which has them ranked at 29th in the league. And you figure a team like Detroit, second in scoring, the power play's got to be fantastic. Well, that's not really the case. It's kind of average. 13th in the league, 22.3%. And the penalty kill for Detroit, this is an area where the Flyers will have them beat as well. Uh, Flyers are at 86% on the on the PK. They have seven short short-handed goals, which leads the NHL. Uh, Detroit, not that good. Um, maybe, maybe the Flyers' power play can get going in this game. 21, uh, 21st in the NHL is Detroit's PK, and they get at 78.2%. The statistical leaders when it comes to Detroit, you know, they're, they're a team that is, you know, Steve Eiserman built at this point. I think you can safely say that his fingerprints are pretty much all over it at this point. It's been kind of a slow build for Detroit, and Steve Eiserman doesn't rush. But, but Alex it, returning home, uh, 29 games played. He's got 13 goals, 13 assists, 26 points on the year. He leads the way. Dylan Larkin has missed uh, five games. He's got 11 goals and 14 assists. He took a, a just an ugly scene the other night in that game. He's prone on the ice. We'll see if he's in the lineup today. Lucas Raymond, uh, the young left winger, 29 games played. He's got 10 goals, 24 points on the year. And Shane Gossespierre going to make his return to Wells Fargo Center once again. Did so last year as a member of the Arizona Coyotes. This year, he'll do it as a Detroit Red Wings. Having a pretty good year. Five goals, 16 assists, 21 points, and two of those goals uh, on the power play, and nine power play assists. Uh, we know what Ghost can do on the man advantage. When it comes to goaltending, this is an area where the Flyers have uh, a leg up as well. Ville Husso, a 3-5-8 goals against average in 16 games. It's a big number. And an eight-ninety-one save percentage. Not great stats, and then James Reimer has played in eight games. He's got a record of two three and two two five eight goals against average in a line eleven save percentage. But maybe Alex Lyon gets the start. The former Flyer, uh, he's ha- he's got the best numbers of all of them, and it's really not even close. A record of four and two in six games. How about a two one three goals against average and a nine thirty one save percentage for Alex Lyon? He just keeps chugging along. And Al, he's appeared on this podcast many times from his days as a Philadelphia Flyer and one of the super intelligent and really good guys, um, Alex Lyon. So we wish him nothing but success. Unless he plays tonight, then we wish him uh, to have a good game but in defeat. So it's the Flyers and Detroit tonight at Wells Fargo Center. Flyers will head out on Tuesday to take on the New Jersey Devils uh, on the road. Then they'll come home for their final home game of 2023. That'll be Thursday against the Nashville Predators. Then they'll head to Detroit before Christmas on the 22nd, uh, take the break, and then go back to uh, on the road again. They'll head to Vancouver, Seattle, Calgary, start the new year in Edmonton, and return home to Wells Fargo coming up on January 4th. We'd like to see a lot of assists in the game tonight too so we can make a big old donation for the Flyers and Penn Medicine community assist, which means every Flyers assist this season, Flyers and Penn Medicine are donating 30 pounds of food to local communities in need. So we love that. All right, one of the things I wanted to get into in this episode, I kind of teased it yesterday at the end of uh, the episode. I wanted to look at this Flyers team and say, okay, is this Flyers team for real? I saw this article on The Athletic kind of looking at teams that have surprised around the NHL, teams that you know the prognosticators weren't expecting to be good um, but are good stories here early in the season. And the Flyers certainly fall into that category. I mean, even here at the home base in Philadelphia, a lot of people did not think the Flyers would be a team that would be reckoned with this season. Thought they'd play hard, and maybe we'd see the growth of some of the young players once again. But, for example... Uh, the list of teams, its I think it's six teams that they did, yes. Six teams, and this is Harmondale Dale that uh, did the article, um, that have surprised so far. And is it sustainable? Vancouver is one of those teams he has listed at 19, 9, and 1. Goes through what's worked so far for this team, what still may be up for question. And then he gives a rating at the end of it, um, after the biggest question marks going forward for the team, of the confidence meter in the team making the playoffs. And so, for example, with Vancouver, he's got that confidence meter that a 9 out of 10 that they will make the playoffs. He's saying with relative certainty the Vancouver Canucks will make the playoffs. Uh, Washington's another team on there at 14-8-3, well, 14-9-3 now after the Flyers beat them. And the confidence meter on Washington, who is negative in goal differential, 2.5 out of 10. So not thinking that they will. Now, the Flyers, he has on this list as well as one of the six teams and uh, we know what they've done so far this season, where they sit. They're tied for the second spot in the Metropolitan Division with the New York Islanders. 29 games played, 16, 10, and 3, plus 10 in goal differential, 6-2 two, and two in their last 10, won their last one. Um, talks about, you know, why the, the hot start has been so for the Flyers, and looking at guys like Travis Sanheim and Cam York, and the way they've defended, and uh, the goaltending of Carter Hart, and now Sam Harrison, and not as if you know, the Flyers have been just goalieing teams to make up for their mistakes, uh, but the saying the blue line has exceeded expectations, and then, you know, the offensive performances of Travis Konecny, Joel Faraby, Owen Tippett, Bobby Brink, and then the return of Atkinson and Couturier, maybe more so Couturier than Atkinson, and then talks about, you know, some of the question marks when it comes to this Flyers team. Um, He says it's tough to get a confident read on the Flyers' outlook for the rest of the season. This isn't a luck-fueled start. Their underlying metrics are really strong, and it's not like they're feasting on a soft schedule. They've picked up wins against L.A., Colorado, Carolina, and Vancouver. He actually didn't even list Vegas in there. They have a win over Vegas as well. Um, But his confidence meter for the Flyers making the playoffs, despite that, is 4 out of 10. So maybe a, a smidge less than a coin flip that the Flyers will maintain and will be a team that will get into the postseason. Now, we hear the term rebuild. We've talked about rebuild and you know the right way to do it, You know differing opinions on how to do it. Is it good to win during a rebuild? I believe it is, um, and so on and so forth. That's not really what this episode is about. But when you look at where the Flyers are, I, I wanted to dig up some numbers and really kind of look at what this team is. I'm not going to get into the business this year of changing expectations and saying, okay, I think the team's going to do this based on this. You know, It's a long season. But here's what I do know. Some of the underlying numbers are a little better than even I thought they were. When you look at the Flyers' strength of schedule of games played, so of the teams they've played already and what they've gone against, we'll talk about the strength of schedule remaining, but the strength of schedule of games played, and this is from um, – Uh, power rankings guru, the Flyers have played the sixth hardest schedule so far in the NHL. Sixth hardest. The only team that has played a harder schedule are the San Jose Sharks, Calgary Flames, Anaheim Ducks, Dallas Stars, and the Winnipeg Jets. So they've played a tough schedule. And like we look at, you know, some of the opponents that they've had so far this year. I mean, we've seen Vancouver. They beat Vancouver 2-0 in uh, their first game at home this year. Um, Edmonton's not off to a good statistical start. They're turning it around now, but they beat Edmonton. Uh, they beat Vegas. They beat Minnesota. Um, they beat – Anaheim's no good, but they beat Carolina. They've beaten Buffalo. They've beaten the Kings, who are one of the best teams in the league. Um, they've beaten some really, really good hockey teams. They beat the Islanders, who they're tied with at the top of the division. They beat Pittsburgh twice. Um, so they They beat Colorado 5-2 last Saturday. So they've beaten some really good teams. Um, So they've played a tough schedule thus far. So we can't look at it and say, well, the team's got a good record, but they haven't played anybody good yet. Well, they have. When you look at the strength of schedule for the remaining games for the Flyers season, they actually have the 23rd hardest schedule. So what is that? Nine teams have an easier schedule than the Flyers. The team with the easiest schedule going forward is the Los Angeles Kings. Rangers are 28th, so they have... what would be considered an easy schedule. And this is based on this moment. The team with the hardest schedule is the Boston Bruins. They have the toughest schedule remaining. The Caps have the third hardest schedule remaining. The Islanders, seventh. The Devils, eighth. The Red Wings, who we'll see today, the 10th hardest remaining schedule. Penguins, 12th. Flyers, again, 23rd in their remaining schedule so far uh, for the remainder of this season. Now, this season, Flyers have played 24 different skaters, forwards and defensemen, 14 forwards, 10-D. We've gone through the 10-D before, and they've dressed four goalies, but they've played three. Cal Peterson got two games. Um, Felix Anstrom was a backup, like the other night. Uh, But basically, they played Carter Hart, Sam Harrison, and Cal Peterson twice, who got one win and one loss. Uh, But the 14 forwards and 10 defensemen, 17 different players have goals for the Flyers of those 24 that have dressed. 11 players on the Flyers roster are in double-digit points. So it's not, you know, just one guy carrying all of the offense or any of the offense. You know, Travis Konechny's been the most consistent offensive performer all season long. We've seen stretches with Owen Tippett. We've seen stretches with Cam Atkinson. We've seen it with Joel Farabee, huge goal the other night. So it is a by-committee scoring team, Tyson Forster's. You know, gotten on the board a few times of late as well. I'd uh, like to see some more of that from him and Tippett uh, with a little bit more consistency. Uh, but that's where the Flyers are. Again, 11 different players in double-digit scoring. All right, let's take it a step further and look inside the games. The Flyers, by period this year, they've scored 28 goals in the first period. They've scored 28 goals in the second period. And they've scored 28 goals in the third period all season. That's, that's incredible. They have 86 total goals and 28 in each period. They have two in overtime. They've given up three in overtime. They outscore their opposition by three in the first. They outscore their opposition by three in the second. And they outscore their opposition by two in the third. And they've been outscored by one in overtime, but they do have the three shootout wins. So again, good underlying number for the Flyers when you look at consistency in period. Now, the Flyers are one of the younger teams in the NHL. When you look at the average age of NHL teams, Flyers are actually ninth, not the youngest. They have some older guys, whether that's Delarier or Mark Stahl, or, you know, you look at some of the guys that are up there, jean Katurier is north of 30, 31, Cam Atkinson. They do have a lot of young guys. They've had nights where they've dressed 10 players, 24 and under, uh, but the average age of the Flyers, 27 even this year. The only teams younger than the Flyers are the Columbus Blue Jackets, New Jersey Devils, Ottawa Senators, Buffalo Sabres, the Canucks, Detroit, 6th in the NHL, Montreal, Los Angeles, and then the Flyers. Conversely, you look at a team like the Penguins, they're the oldest team in the league. Flyers, 27 average uh, years of age. The Penguins, 29.89, so darn near 30. The team we saw the other night, the Washington Capitals. 29.29. Boston's up there, fourth oldest team. Carolina, fifth oldest team in the NHL. So they're a young team as well. And you look at all of these different numbers, and you go, okay, we talked about goaltending before. You know, are they goalieing teams? The goaltending's been really good. The Flyers have done a really good job at shot suppression all season long, at really kind of keeping the opposition from getting a lot of volume of shots. For example, the Flyers, in the NHL right now, give up the fourth fewest amount of shots on goal per game. But the goaltending has been really, really good. And when you look at, you know, the raw number, save percentage, first and foremost, Carter Hart has got a 919 save percentage, and that ranks 14th in the NHL right now. He's played in, what, four, or 17 games, and he's got a 919 save percentage. That's kind of a raw number if you look at the goal saved above expected, And even though the Flyers don't give up a ton of shots, they give up the fourth fewest in the league. Uh, Carter Hart still has been right up there in that category as well. These are shots, uh, saves on shots that were deemed to have been goals, so they're saves above expected. And right now, when you look at his goal saved above expected, he's tenth in the NHL. You know, Aiden Hill from the Vegas Golden Knights leads the way in goal saved above expected at twelve. 0.13 0.13 goals on the season. Carter Hart is about seven goals saved above average, just ahead of Connor Hellebuck, Ilya Sorokin, who we saw earlier, Tristan Jari, Charlie Lindgren. So Carter Hart having a very good year, and it's the consistency with which he's playing. Then you couple that with the play of Sam Erson, who's been very good uh, since a, a rough statistical start to the season. You know, one of the knocks against the Flyers that says, okay, they can't be sustainable, obviously, is the power play. The power play has been a head-scratcher all season long. It's ranked 29th in the league, 10.9%. It showed some signs that it was maybe improving, but then we saw in the last couple of games, you know, them get nothing out of the power play. You know, is that something that they can improve? Look, I think I've resided myself to the fact that Their power play, even if it improves pretty drastically, is not going to get above 17% for the year. But that could be a catalyst that really helps them if they can find the right chemistry on it. I know that Rocky Thompson went to John Tortorella. Torts mentioned this yesterday and asked not to change the personnel on the power play, just to see, kind of leave it alone and let's see if some chemistry develops. That's one thing with a power play. Those players got to play together, they got to play, learn the instincts of where each guy's going to be, where guys like to get the puck for one-timers or to set up. And that, that you got to have some consistency in the pieces uh, that you put on the chessboard when it comes to power play. We'll see if that helps. Torch is not going to be insanely patient, I would imagine. If it just keeps not working and not looking good, you got to make a change. You can't just keep rolling off the same thing and expecting a different result. But that's obviously been the area for the Flyers that is the, the wart if you will, on this on this season so far. PK's been excellent. It's been excellent. I mean, fifth in the NHL on the PK. When you look at goals allowed per game is played, these are the stats that I tend to look at and go, okay, that's how I measure a team. The teams that give up the least amount of goals generally are the ones that are legitimately good. The teams that have given up the least amount of goals in the NHL right now, here's the top five. Vegas, damn good team. Los Angeles Kings. Damn good team, Vancouver Canucks. I mean, a record of 29 and one. Uh, the Boston Bruins, 18 five and four. They're they're the fourth most goals allowed per game played. Uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins, they're a little bit of an outlier. They're not scoring a whole heck of a lot under three, but they're only giving up 2.61 goals per game. Flyers eighth in the league, 2.72 uh, goals per game. and That's why I kind of look at a team like Carolina. And they've got some big numbers that they've given up on their games played game log. They're giving up three point one seven goals per game this season. That's not like the Carolina Hurricanes under Rob Bridgemore. Granted, Freddie Henderson's hurt, probably not going to be back this year. Do they have the goaltending? You know, do you have too many offensive pieces on the blue line? Is Brent Burns as effective as he once was? Probably not. But um, that's an area for the Flyers where they've been very good. You know, preventing the opposition—they're not a high-scoring team. The high-scoring teams you can outscore teams in the regular season, get into the playoffs, and forget it. Uh, They have such a hard time Uh, when it comes to that PK, like I mentioned, fifth in the NHL, eighty-six percent. The only teams, and again, really good teams that are above them are Boston, who's got a seven forty-one win percentage. The Kings, who have a six ninety-two win percentage. The Vegas Golden Knights, with a seven fifty win points percentage. And the Dallas Stars with a 6.48. And then it's the Flyers, a fifth. Colorado's up there, another high points percentage. Now, this one doesn't make any sense. Seventh in the NHL and PK is the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, they're 10, 16, and 5 on the year. They're a bit of an outlier. The Rangers are up there, preventing goals, whether it's on the penalty kill or a 5-on-5, five five, to me, is one of those underlying numbers. So when you think about that number that I brought up initially of, the confidence meter in this Flyers team maintaining their position as a playoff team. I wonder where it is for you. Is four the right number, like the the writer from The Athletic? Is it a coin flip? Is it right down the middle? They could, they could not. You could see it go either way. Do you have confidence this team? It is sustainable. And are you like an eight on a scale of one to ten that they're going to make the playoffs? I'd love to hear from people. Shoot me a tweet at Jason Mert, J-A-S-O-N-M-Y-R-T. You can DM me there as well with your thoughts. And as always, you can email me also at Jason.Mertitis, jaso dot M Y R T E T U S at gmail.com. Love to get people's thoughts on that and where we are here as uh, the Flyers are 29 games into the 23-24 season. Flyers Detroit coming up tonight. We'll break it down tomorrow. Join us then on a brand new Flyers Daily.